Welcome to Stacking Stones Podcast. I'm Pastor Mark. Today I am going to share a testimony from my audiobook, Stacking Stones. The Stacking Stones book is a collection of testimonies written to my children. The testimony I'm going to share with you today is about the first time I heard God speak in during a horrendous storm that literally saved our lives out in the Gulf of Mexico. So if you're new to Sacking Stones podcast, we, we have one single purpose, and that's to give testimony of hearing God and seeing his miracles. If you like what we're doing here and you want to support us, click follow. We would be honored for you to support us in this way. I want to share this next God testimony because it was a transformational moment in my spiritual life. It was at a time when I wasn't convinced that God could and did talk to us. The testimony starts at church. Y'all know that sometimes I would teach in the youth group Bible classes. One summer, I was teaching the kids who were leaving sixth grade and would be in the youth group in the fall as seventh graders. I was teaching a class about the different types of relationships God created. To make it fun and engaging, we invited some of the kids to act out the relationship they were going to learn and talk about that day. While a few kids were acting it out, the remaining class would guess what relationship was being portrayed. Fun, engaging, and visual. Each week was different. One week came when the relationship was between God and people. Before class, I had a couple of the kids out in the hallway who were going to act it out. One of them asked, Hey, can I get up and stand on the table to be God? I agreed, sure. We briefly talked about what the skit would look like. It was always a pretty quick and simple performance. They went in, acted it out, and within a minute or two, the kids would guess what it is. This week, one of the kids was going to silently stand on the table with his arms crossed. A couple of other kids would be down at the table on their knees praying to God. God never answered. He did not speak. The kids picked up on what the relationship was almost immediately. So that was the introduction to that week's lesson on a relationship with God, that God doesn't actually respond in a way we would hear and know that it was Him. At the end of class, I told the kids, Hey, next weekend I'm going to be out of town on a deep sea fishing trip. I have a substitute coming in. I had never been deep sea fishing before. I was invited to the deep sea fishing trip by a good friend of mine named Jeff. One of his buddies from college and another good friend of mine named Rory were going as well. Four of us in all. These guys are big, strong guys. Rory wrestled in college. Jeff is like 6'4", I think. Ron is also 6'4", or thereabouts. These guys were big, strong men that I was going to go deep sea fishing with. I was looking forward to the trip. The boat we were going out on was like 65-foot boat. It's no small boat. It had three levels. They had done this many times before and kept their boat down in the Freeport Lake Jackson area of the Texas coast. We're going to head down on Friday, go out all day Saturday and Sunday, then drive back Sunday night. We went down to Lake Jackson on Friday as planned. Saturday morning we get up and out on the boat, shoving off at about 8 a.m. Soon after leaving the dock, we had an odd weather experience. The winds kicked up in such a way as to cause the exhaust to keep blowing right back at us on the boat. The boat had two big diesel engines. I started to get nauseous. Within 30 minutes of departing the dock, I'm vomiting. Not a good start. 
Not long after that, I had an odd thought in my head. Put your life jacket on. I looked around and nobody else has a life jacket on. I had the thought again. Put your life jacket on. I thought to myself, I don't know if that's a God thing or I'm talking to myself, but okay. I tend to trust myself if I have some thoughts. I get a life jacket and start to put it on. Immediately, my buddies started to razz me as good friends do. No biggie. Looking back, it was the first clue of what was about to come. We kept going out into the Gulf of Mexico. Dark clouds moved in at about 9 a.m. and the sky started getting really dark. The wind picked up even more. I asked the guys, hey, you guys, if a storm comes, do we turn back? They bragged, well, of all the years we've been doing this, we've only turned back once. I accepted, oh, okay. They continued, man, and it was practically a hurricane was the only reason we turned back. We're probably not going to turn back. It's only windy and overcast. I'm like, okay, that's cool, because I really wanted to get the deep sea fishing experience. The boat has three levels and sleeps six. The sleeping cabin is the lowest level. Above that is the command deck. The top level is the lookout seating deck. I had climbed up to the command deck where Jeff was steering the boat as the storm began to worsen. The waves started coming up and hitting the command deck, which is about 10 to 15 feet above water level. The waves eventually worsened to 30 foot swells. I had never seen such a sight in my life. I was getting nervous for sure. I was holding on to the railing of the boat, so when we went up and over a wave, I'd be airborne. Then boom, we hit the water and I'd hit the bench. It was getting super painful and a little scary. One big concern was that each time we went over a huge wave, the boat transom would land in the water first, take on water, then level out. This was happening over and over, and the boat was taking on water. I started praying that the waves would stop and that the storm would die down and go away. I remembered a Bible study mom had just finished. The leader encouraged believers to pray God's word back to God in agreement with him. I was thinking of scripture to pray back to God and doing that in the midst of the crazy storm. The crashing of the waves and the rushing wind was so noisy that we couldn't hear each other very well without screaming. It was pure chaos. And Jeff was courageously navigating us through it. At one point, an alarm started to go off. Whoop, 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 whoop. It was some sort of safety beacon that was going off, which added to the chaos. I'm telling you, it was crazy and stressful. I yelled towards Jeff, hey, are we going to turn back? He hollered over the crashing waves, no, but you need to pray. I laughed out loud and encouraged him, I'm already praying. Rory was standing with Jeff at the controls at this moment when the next wave hit us. When the boat hit the water, it jolted in an awkward way and Rory and knocked Rory into the command console with the steering wheel and the engine levers. Rory landed on one of the engine levers. He knocked the lever straight down and snapped the lever clean off. It killed one engine immediately. The look in Jeff's eye when that happened was serious fear. I was like, oh snap, this is not good. Now you only have one engine working. Jeff found some vice grips, but the engine lever was snapped off so close to the base that the vice grips could not get a hold of the engine lever. Mayday, mayday. Jeff made the call. I knew it was serious now, and I knew Jeff knew it was serious.
Jeff and I met at church in Bible class. Y'all know that Jeff and I also attended the same life group together with mom and his wife, Gloria. Our wives got along like sisters. Jeff and I even did business together. He loved and played with y'all girls as if y'all were his own. He was a defender of people he loved and cared deeply for others. I loved him like a brother, and I trusted him like a brother. So when he knew it was serious, I believed him. Jeff turned the boat around and headed for shore. It was approximately 9.30 a.m. I looked down below at the lower deck, and I couldn't see Rory and didn't see him go into the sleep cabin area. I didn't know what happened to him. I was hoping he went into the cabin and didn't go overboard. None of these guys had life jackets on at this point. I began asking the Lord to stop the waves and stop the storm. Suddenly, I heard, I won't stop the storm. My first instinct was to say, get behind me, Satan. I pleaded with God, please stop the storm. Please stop all of this. This is crazy. I heard, I won't stop the storm because they won't turn back. I was baffled. Huh? It was a very strange moment for me because this conversation began in the midst of all the chaos, noise, and wind, and the voice did not seem harsh, evil, or mean, yet it did not make any sense to me. I finally spoke directly to the voice, am I going to be all right? I heard yes. The moment I heard yes, I had a deep, consuming, and surreal peace come over me that I could not explain. I knew that I was going to be all right, meaning I would live. Total calm, all fear had left, total peace, no stress. At this point, I believed the voice to be God. I asked God, well, can I go below? I had seen enough cable TV shows to know that when a boat capsizes and flips upside down, people who are caught in the cabin area are sucked down with the boat and can't get out. So I was not about to go down below. God gently encouraged me, yes. I went below. When I entered the cabin area of the boat, I saw Rory. Rory was laid flat across the entrance to the sleeping area of the boat, completely passed out, laying left to right. He had vomited everywhere. I thought, oh my God, Lord. He had no life jacket on. I tried to close the door but couldn't. I stepped over him, went in, got in a bunk, and slept. They woke me up three hours later when we reached the dock. The boat took three hours to get back to the dock. I kid you not, I slept the whole way back. They even have a picture of me in my bunk with my life jacket on, sleeping like a baby. It was amazing, horrific, bizarre, and surreal. Here is the confirmation for me that God spoke to me and saved us all. As soon as we got back to the dock, Jeff had gone into the hull of the boat. When he went below, the water in the hull of the boat was up to the top of his chest, almost to his chin. Recall, Jeff is 6'5". He's a big guy. So what does that mean? Both bilge pumps were not working. The bilge pump alarms never went off which would have let them know the, bump, the pumps were not working. Bilge pumps remove the water that gathers in the hull of a boat. The bilge pump alarms are supposed to go off when the bilge pumps are inoperable or working incorrectly. 
Remember, we were going to go three to five hours into the Gulf of Mexico, fish all day, then come home. We would have gone out into the Gulf of Mexico, taken on water, and never known until it was too late. We probably would have slowly sunk in the Gulf of Mexico with no one around and not much opportunity for rescue. We could have died. When we all realized the bilge pump situation, we were stunned. It just added to the exhaustion. It was also a very sobering moment. I thought, oh my God, you saved our life by allowing some massive storm to come up. I absolutely heard you. I had a God moment. Oh my gosh, this is nuts. Like, I cannot believe that God talked to me. I'm thinking, it happened. There's no way around it. I had this moment. As I was processing this, I wanted to sit on land. After cleaning the boat, I got to the grass area near the marina and sat for about 20 minutes. A light bulb went off in my mind. I had a completely amazing moment with God, which absolutely contradicts what I taught the kids the week before. I hopped in the Suburban and drove straight home from Lake Jackson that day. I called my mom and dad on the way back, telling them I love them through my tears. It was a life-altering moment. When driving, James 3.1 came to mind, which says teachers will be judged more strictly. When I heard that scripture, I thought, oh my gosh, I have to correct the record that God can and does speak. He clearly spoke in the Old Testament, the New Testament, and continues today. I knew I had to go back and tell the kids what I experienced, and I did. I went to class the next morning. The kids questioned, what are you doing here, Mr. Connell? I began, well, I have something important to tell you. Y'all have a seat. It was the most silent the kids have ever been. Normally, they were some rambunctious, fun-loving, great kids. It wasn't like they were mean-spirited or disrespectful, but they had never been silent. That Sunday morning, when I told them what happened to me, you could have heard a pin drop in the room. It was completely silent. I told them everything that happened with the storm, the conversation with God, what He said to me, how that played out, the peace, the sleep. James 3.1, the entire experience. I never experienced God in that way before. I absolutely believe God allowed me to have that experience so I would set their record straight. He knows me. I'm pretty bold. He knows I am also willing. He knew I would go and set their record straight. And I did. That was the beginning of my eyes and ears being open to the possibility that God would actually speak to me and lead me and guide me. It opened my mind and heart to the possibility that I could talk intimately with God every day. Years later at graduations, weddings, and funerals, quite a few parents have thanked me and shared with me that their kids still talk about that day Mr. Connell told them about God speaking and how it changed their lives for the better. My prayer for you, I pray you realize that sometimes a difficult storm that you can and do survive is ultimately designed to save your life. 
I pray you would not limit God when you teach about God. I pray you see that much of the Bible is a series of stories of all kinds of people from all walks of life where God is present. I pray you will talk with God daily and listen intently to His voice. If you would like to give a testimony of hearing God or seeing a miracle, we would love to hear from you. We invite you to pray and ask the Lord if this is a time for you to share that testimony. And if it is, we would love to hear from you. Uh, please email us. Our email is info at stackingstones.life. Info at stackingstones.life. We just pray that the testimony of Jesus will encourage you to pursue him even more. God bless you.